Chapter 14 of The Ancient Allen by H. Ryder Haggard. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 14 Shabaka Fights the Crocodile. Where to? I said to Bez when we were outside the palace, for I was so broken with grief that I scarcely knew what I did. To the house of the lady to you, I think, master, since there you must make preparations for your start on the morrow. Also, bid her farewell. Oh, he went on in a kind of rapture, which afterwards I knew was feigned, though at the time I did not think about it. Oh, how happy you should be now you are free from all this woman coil, with life new and fresh before you. Reflect, master, on the hunting we will have yonder in Ethiopia. No more cares, no more plannings for the welfare of Egypt, no more persuading of the doubtful to take up arms, no more desperate battle-ventures with your country's honour on your sword-point. And if you must see women, well, there are plenty in Ethiopia who come and go lightly as an evening breeze laden with the odour of flowers, and never trouble in the morning. At any rate you are not free from such coils, Bez, I said, and in the moonlight I saw his great face fall in. No, master, I am tying them about my throat. See, such is the way of the world, or of the gods that rule the world, I know not which. For years I have been happy and free. I have enjoyed adventures and visited strange countries and have gathered learning, till I think that I am the wisest man upon the Nile, at the side of one whom I loved and holding nothing at risk except my own life, which mattered no more than that of a gnat dancing in the sun. Now all is changed. I have a wife whom I love also, more than I can tell you, and he sighed, but who still must be looked after and obeyed, yes, obeyed. Further, soon I shall have a people and a crown to wear, and counsellors and affairs of state, and an ancient religion to support, and a grasshopper itself knows what besides. The burden has rolled from your back to mine, master, making my heart, which was so light, heavy, and, oh, I wish it had stopped where it was. Even then I laughed, sad as I was, for truth lived in the philosophy of Bez. Master, he went on in a changed voice, I have been a fool, and my folly has worked you ill. Forgive me, since I acted for the best. Only until the end no one never knows what is the best. Now, here is the house, and I go to meet my wife and make certain arrangements. By dawn, perhaps, you will be ready to start to Ethiopia. Do you really desire that I should accompany you there, Bez? Certainly, master. That is, unless you should desire that I accompany you somewhere else instead? By the sea southward, for instance. If so, I do not know that I would refuse, since Ethiopia will not run away, and there is much of the world that I should still like to visit. Only, then there is Karema to be thought about, who expects, or, when she learns all, soon will expect, to be a queen, he added doubtfully. No, Bez, I am too tired to make new plans, so let us go to Ethiopia and not disappoint Karema who after holding a cup so long naturally would like to try a scepter. I think it is the wisest, master. At any rate, the holy Tanafir thinks it is wisest, and he is the voice of fate. Oh, why do we trouble, who, after all, every one of us are nothing but pieces upon the board of fate? 
then he turned and left me and i entered the house where i found my mother sitting still in her festal robes like one who waits she looked at my face then asked what troubled me i sat down on a stool at her feet and told her everything much as i thought she said when i had finished these over-learned women are strange fish to catch and hold too much soul is like too much sail upon a boat when the desert wind begins to blow across the nile well do not let us blame her or bez or peroa who is already anxious for his dynasty and would rather that amata were priestess than your wife or even the goddess isis who no doubt is anxious for her votaries let us rather blame the power that is behind the veil or to it bow our heads seeing that we know nothing of the end for which it works so egypt shuts her doors on you my son and whither away not to the east again i trust for there you would soon grow shorter by a head i go to ethiopia my mother where it seems that bez is a great man and can shelter me so we go to ethiopia do we well it is a long journey for an old woman but i weary of memphis where i have lived for so many years and doubtless the sands of the south make good burial grounds we i exclaimed we surely my son since in losing a wife you have again found a mother and until i die we part no more when i heard this my eyes filled with tears my conscience smote me also because of late and indeed for years past i had thought so much of amata and so little of my mother and now it was amata who had cast me out unjustly without waiting to learn the truth because at the worst i who worshipped her had saved myself from death and slow torment by speaking her name while my mother forgetting all took me to her bosom again as she had done when i was a babe i knew not what to say but remembering the pearls i drew them out and placed them round my mother's neck she looked at the wonderful things and smiled then said such gems as these become white locks and withered breasts but ill yet my son i will keep them for you till you find a wife if not amata then another if not amata i shall never find a wife i said bitterly whereat she smiled then she left me to make ready before she slept a while work as we would noon had passed two hours on the following day before we were prepared to start for there was much to do thus the house must be placed in charge of friends and the means of travel collected also a messenger came from pharaoh praying me for his and egypt's sake to think again before i left them and an answer sent that go i must whither the holy tanafir would know if at any time pharaoh desired to learn in reply to this came another messenger who brought me parting gifts from pharaoh a chain of honor a title of higher nobility a commission as his envoy to whatever land i wandered and so forth which i must acknowledge lastly as we were leaving the house to seek the boat which bez had made ready on the nile there came yet another messenger at the sight of whom my heart leapt for he was priest of isis he bowed and handed me a roll i opened it with a trembling hand and read from the prophetess of isis whose house is at amata aforetime royal lady of egypt to the count shabaka i learn o oh my cousin that you depart from egypt and knowing the reason my heart is sore 
believe me my cousin i love you well better than any who lives upon the earth nor will that love ever change since the goddess who holds my future in her hands knows of what we are made and is not jealous of the past therefore she will not be wroth at the earthly love of one who is gathered to her heavenly arms her blessing and mine be on you and if we see each other no more face to face in the world may we meet again in the halls of osiris farewell beloved shabaka oh why did you suffer that black master of lies the dwarf bez to persuade you to hide the truth from me so the writing ended and below it were two stains still wet which i knew were caused by tears moreover wrapped in a piece of silk and fastened to the scroll was a little gold ring graven with the royal uraeus that amata had always worn from childhood only on the previous night had i noted it on the first finger of her right hand i took my stylus and my waxen tablets and wrote on one of them had you been a man amata and not a woman i think you would have judged me differently but learned priestess and prophetess as you are a woman you remain perchance a time may come when once more you will turn to me in the hour of your need if so and i am living i will come yea if i am dead i think that i still shall come since nothing can really part us meanwhile by day and by night i wear your ring and whenever i look on it i think of amata the woman whose lips have pressed my own and forget amata the priestess who for her soul's sake has been pleased to break the heart of the man who loved her and whom she misjudged so sorely in her pride and anger this tablet i wrapped up and sealed using clay and her own ring to make the seal and gave it for delivery to the priest at length we drew near to the river and here gathered on the open land i found the most of those who had fought with me in the battle against the easterns and with them a great concourse of others from the city these collected round me some of them wounded and hobbling upon crutches praying me not to go as did others who foresaw sorrow to egypt for my loss but i broke away from them almost in tears and with my mother hid myself beneath the canopy of the boat here bez was waiting also his beautiful wife who although she seemed sad at leaving egypt smiled a greeting to us while the steersmen and rowers of the boat tall ethiopians every one of them rose and gave me a general salute then as the wind served we hoisted the sail and glided away up nile till presently the temples and the palm groves of memphis were lost to sight of that long long journey there was no need to tell up the nile we travelled slowly dragging the boat past the cataracts till egypt was far behind us in the end many days after we had passed the mouth of another river that was blue in colour which flowed from the northern mountain lands down into the nile we came to a place where the rapids were so strong and steep that we must leave the boat and travel over land drawing near to it at sunset i saw a multitude of people gathered on the land and beyond them a camp in which were set many beautiful pavilions that seemed to be broidered with silk and gold as were the banners that floated above them whereon appeared the effigy of a grasshopper also done in gold with silver legs it seems that my messengers travelled in safety said bez to me for know that yonder are some of my subjects who have come here to meet us 
Now, master, I must no longer call you master, since I fear I am once more a king. And you must no longer call me Bez, but Karun. Moreover, forgive me, but when you come into my presence you must bow, which I shall like less than you do, but it is the custom of the Ethiopians. Oh, I would that you were the king and I were your friend, for henceforth good-bye to ease and jollity. I laughed. Abez did not laugh at all, only turned to his wife, who already ruled him as though he were indeed a slave, and said, Lady Karima, make yourself as beautiful as you can, and forget that you have ever been a cup or anything useful, since henceforth you must be a queen, that is, if you please my people. And what happens if I do not please them, husband? asked Karima, opening her fine eyes. I do not quite know, wife. Perhaps they may refuse to accept me, at which I shall not weep. Or perhaps they may refuse to accept you, at which, of course, I should weep very much. For you see, you are so very white, and heretofore all the queens of Ethiopians have been black. And if they refuse to accept me because I am white, or rather brown, instead of black, like oiled marble, what then, O husband? then oh and i cannot say oh, wife perhaps they will send you back to your own country or perhaps they will separate us and place you in a temple where you will live alone in all honour i remember that once they did that to a white woman making a goddess of her until she died of weariness or perhaps well i do not know then karima grew angry now i wish i had remained a cup she said and the servant of the holy Tanafir, who at least taught me many secret things, instead of coming to dwell among black barbarians in the company of a dwarf who, even if he be a king, it seems has no power to protect the wife whom he has chosen. Why will women always grow wroth before there is need? asked Baz humbly. Surely it would be time to rate me when any of these things had happened. If any of them do happen, husband, I shall say much worse things than that she replied but the talk went no further for at this moment our boat grounded and singing a wild song many of those who waited rushed into the water to drag it to the bank then bez stood up on the prow waving his bow and there arose a mighty shout of karun karun it is he it is he returned after many years twice they shouted thus and then every one of them threw themselves face downwards in the sand yes my people cried bez it is i karun who having been miraculously preserved from many dangers in far lands by the help of the grasshopper in heaven and as messengers will have told you of my beloved friend lord shabaka the egyptian who has deigned to come to dwell with us for a while have at length returned to ethiopia that i may shed my wisdom on you like the sun and pour it on your heads like melted honey moreover mindful of our laws which aforetime i defied and therefore left you i have searched the whole world through till i found the most beautiful woman that it contained and made her my wife she too has deigned to come to this far country to be your queen advance fair karima and show yourself to these my ethiopians so karima stepped forward and stood on the prow of the boat by the side of bez and a strange couple they looked 
Ethiopians who had risen considered her gravely. Then one said, Karun called her beautiful, but in truth she is almost white and very ugly. At least she is a woman, said another, for her shape is female. Yes, and he has married her, remarked a third, and even a king may choose his own wife sometimes, for in such matters who can judge another's taste? Cease, said Bez in a lordly way. If you do not think her beautiful tonight, you will tomorrow, and now let us land and rest. So we landed, and while I did so, I took note of these Ethiopians. They were great men, black as charcoal, with thick lips, white teeth, and flat noses. Their eyes were large, and the whites of them somewhat yellow, and their hair curled like wool. Their beards were short, and on their faces they wore a continual smile. Of dress, most of them had little, but their elders or leaders wore lion and leopard skins, and some were clad in a kind of silken tunic belted about the middle. All were armed for war with long bows, short swords, and small shields round in shape, and made from the hide of the hippopotamus or the unicorn. Gold was plentiful amongst them, since even the humblest wore bracelets of that metal while about the necks of the chieftains it was wound in great torques, also sometimes on their ankles. They wore sandals on their feet, and some of them had ostrich feathers stuck in their hair. A few also had grasshoppers fashioned of gold bound on the top of their heads, and these I took to be the priests. There were no women in their number. As the sun was sinking, we were led at once to a very beautiful tent made of woven flax and ornamented, as I have described, where we found food made ready for us and plenty, milk and bowls, and the flesh of sheep and oxen boiled and roasted. Bez, however, was taken to a place apart, which made Karima even more angry than she was before. Scarcely had we finished eating when a herald rushed into the tent, crying, "'Prostrate yourselves!' Yea, be prostrated. The grasshopper comes. Karun comes. Here I must say that I found that the title of Karun meant great grasshopper. But Karima, who did not know this, asked indignantly why she should prostrate herself to a grasshopper. Indeed, she refused to do so even when Bez entered the pavilion wonderfully attired in a gorgeous colored robe of which the train was held by two huge men. So absurd did he look that my mother and I must bow very deeply to hide our laughter, while Karima said, It would be better, husband, if you found children to carry your robe instead of two giants. Moreover, if it is meant to copy the colors of a grasshopper, tis badly done, since grasshoppers are green, and you are gold and scarlet. Also, they do not wear feathers set awry upon their heads. Bez rolled his eyes as though in agony, then turning, bade his attendants be gone. They obeyed, though doubtfully, as though they did not like to leave him alone with us, whereon he let down the flap of the pavilion, threw off his gorgeous coverings, and said, You must learn to understand, wife, that our customs are different from those of Egypt. There I was happy as a slave, and you were held to be beautiful as the cup of the holy Tanafir, also learned. Here I am wretched as a king, and you are held to be ugly, also ignorant as a stranger. Oh, do not answer, I pray you, but learn that all goes well. For the time you are accepted as my wife, 
subject to the decision of a council of matrons, aged relatives of my family, who will decide when we reach the city of the grasshopper whether or not you shall be acknowledged as the queen of the Ethiopians. No, no, I pray you say nothing, since I must go away at once, as according to the law of the Ethiopians the time has come for the grasshopper to sleep, alone, Karema, as you are not yet acknowledged as my wife. You also can sleep with the lady Tiu, and for Shabaka a tent is provided. Rest sweetly, wife. Hark, they fetch me. Now if I had my way, said Karima, I would rest in that boat going back to Egypt. What say you, Lord Shabaka? But I made no answer, who followed Bez out of the tent, leaving her to talk the matter over with my mother. Here I found a crowd of his people waiting to convey him to sleep and watching, saw them place him in another tent round which they ringed themselves, playing upon musical instruments. After this someone came and led me to my own place, where there was a good bed in which I lay down to sleep. This, however, I could not do for a long while because of my own laughter and the noise of the drums and horns that were soothing Bez to his rest, for now I understood why he had preferred to be a slave in Egypt rather than a king in Ethiopia. In the morning I rose before the dawn and went out to the river bank to bathe. While I was making ready to wash myself, who should appear but Bez, followed but at a distance by a number of his people? Never have I spent such a night, master, he said, at least not since you took me prisoner years ago, since by law I may not stop those horns and musical instruments. Now, however, also according to the law of the Ethiopians, I am my own lord until the sun rises. So I have come here to gather some of those blue lilies which she loves as a present for Karima, because I fear that she is angry and must be appeased. Certainly she's very angry, I said, or at least was so when I left her last night. Oh, Bez, why did you let your people tell her that she was ugly? How can I help it, master? Have you not always heard that the Ethiopians are chiefly famous for one thing, namely, that they speak nothing but the truth? To them, she being different seems to be ugly. Therefore, when they say that she is ugly, they speak the truth. If so, it is a truth that she does not like, Bez, as I have no doubt she will tell you by and by. Do they think me ugly also? Yes, they do, master. But they think also that you look like a man who can draw a bow and use a sword, and that goes far with the Ethiopians. Of your mother, they say nothing because she is old, and they venerate the aged whom the grasshopper is waiting to carry away. Now I began to laugh again and went with Bez to gather the lilies. These grew at the end of a mass of reeds woven together by the pressure of the current flowing on the water. Bez lay down on his stomach while his people watched from a distance on the bank amazed into silence and stretched out his long arms to reach the blue lotus flowers. Suddenly the reeds gave way beneath him just as he grasped two of the flowers and was dragging at them so that he fell into the river. Next instant I saw a swirl in the brown water and perceived a huge crocodile. It rushed at Bez, open-mouthed. Being a good swimmer, he twisted his body in order to avoid it, but I heard the great teeth close with a snap on the short leathern garment which he wore about his middle. "'The devil has me! Farewell!' he cried and vanished beneath the water. Now, as I have said, I was almost stripped for bathing, but had not yet taken off my short sword which was girded round me by a belt. 
in an instant i drew it and amidst the yells of horror of the ethiopians who had seen all from the bank i plunged into the river there are few able to swim as i could and i had the art of diving with my eyes open and remaining long beneath the surface without drawing breath for this i had practised from a child immediately i saw the great reptile sinking into the mud and dragging bez with him to drown him there but here the river was very deep and with a few swift strokes i was able to get under the crocodile then with all my strength i stabbed upwards driving that sword far into the soft part of the throat feeling the pain of the sharp iron the beast let go of bez and turned on me how it happened i do not know but presently i found myself upon its back and was striking at its eyes one thrust at least went home for the blinded brute rose to the surface bearing me with him and all the sweetness of the air as i breathed again thus we appeared i riding the crocodile like a horse and stabbing furiously while close by was bez rolling his yellow eyes but helpless for he had no weapon still the devil was not dead although blood streamed from him only mad with pain and rage nor could the shouting ethiopians help me since they had only bows and dared not shoot lest their shaft should pierce me the crocodile began to sink again snapping furiously at my legs then i bethought me of a trick i had seen practised by natives on the nile waiting till its huge jaws were open i thrust my arm between them grasping the short sword in such a fashion that the hilt rested on its tongue and the point against the roof of its mouth it tried to close its jaws and lo the good iron was fixed between them holding them wide open then i withdrew my hand and floated upwards with nothing worse than a cut upon the wrist from one of its sharp fangs i appeared upon the surface and after me the crocodile spouting blood and wallowing in its death agonies i remember no more till i found myself lying on the bank surrounded by a multitude with bez standing over me also in the shallow water was the crocodile dead my sword still fixed between its jaws are you harmed master cried bez in a voice of agony very little i think i answered sitting up with the blood pouring from my arm bez thrust aside karima who had come lightly clothed from her tent saying all is well wife i will bring you the lilies presently then he flung his arms about me kissed my hands and my brow and turning to the crowd shouted last night you were disputing as to whether this egyptian lord should be allowed to dwell with me in the land of ethiopia which of you disputes it now no one they answered with a roar he is not a man but a god no man could have done such a deed so it seems answered bez quietly at least none of you even tried to do it yet he is not a god but only that kind of man who is called a hero also he is my brother and while i reign in ethiopia either he shall reign at my side or i go away with him it shall be so karun they shouted with one voice and after this i was carried back to the tent in front of it my mother waited and kissed me proudly before them all whereat they shouted again so ended this adventure of the crocodile except that presently bez went back and recovered two lilies for karima this time from a boat which caused the ethiopians to call out that he must love her very much though not as much as he did me at afternoon born in litters we set out for the city of the grasshopper which we reached on the fourth day as we drew near the place 
regiments of men to the number of twelve thousand or more came out to meet us so that at last we arrived escorted by an army who sang their songs of triumph and played upon their musical instruments until my head ached with the noise the city was a great place whereof the houses were built of mud and thatched with reeds it stood upon a wide plain and in its centre rose a natural rocky hill upon the crest of which fashioned of blocks of gleaming marble and roofed with a metal that shone as gold was the temple of the grasshopper a columned building very like to those of egypt round it also were other public buildings among them the palace of the karun the whole being surrounded by triple marble walls as a protection from attack by foes never had i seen anything so beautiful as that hill with its edifices shining white roofed with gold or copper and gleaming in the sun descending from my litter i walked to those of my mother and karima for bez and his majesty might not be approached and said as much to them yes son answered my mother it is worth while to have travelled so far to see such a sight i shall have a fine sepulchre son i have seen it all before broke in karima when i asked i do not know i suppose it must have been when i was the cup of the holy tanafir at least it is familiar to me already i weary of it for who can care for a land or a city where they think white people hideous and scarcely allow a wife to go near her husband save between midnight and dawn when they cease from their horrible music it will be your part to change these customs karema yes she exclaimed certainly that will be my part after which i went back to my litter End of chapter 14